What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What's up, man? It's another episode of the D-Start Show, man. I want to start off with the show today, man, by um, taking a moment, man. Uh, Ricky Smiley lost his son yesterday at the age of 32-year-old. Um, I want to say, man, hey, people out in social media, man, watch what you say, man. Even though this guy is a celebrity, still watch what you say. People still have feelings. Um, and that was his kid that he lost, man. Um, it kills me sometimes when people um, lose family members. And we think just because they're celebrities that they don't have feelings and you can say what the hell you want to say. At this time, man, Start with the posters and the negative comments. If you don't have anything positive to say online, don't say it at all, man. Um, that, that was this child, so he he lost he lost a member of his family. So, um, please respect this man's time. He's grieving for um, for his kids and his um, baby mama. What's up, Kevin? What's Kevin? up, me? Going on? With you? Yeah, I can hear you now, man. No. Prayers go out to um his family, man. I don't know. But prayers go out to his family, man. Ricky Smiley. Loser, losing your kid before they lose you is it's probably a hard pill to swallow. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm tripping. I just lost a grand, grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Grandparent, and it hurts, man, but... Um, I just really can't imagine, man, losing a, a child, you know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of parents I always talk about, man, hey, look, losing a child is probably one of the worst things ever they can um, really cope with, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I know it got to be hard for him and his family, man, but I just online today, man, people saying stupid, people being stupid, you know what I'm saying? They want to pull out, okay, Ricky and his son had an argument. Three, four years ago, man, at this point right now, it doesn't matter what, you know what I'm saying, what kind of argument they had, what kind of relationship they had. At the end of the day, they're still with that man's child, man. Man, I just watched a video where it was his son that said, I'm a daddy's boy. Yeah. No matter how old I get, I'm always going to lean on my daddy. I'm right. sick and I called him. And guess who came to my rescue? So right. all them people that saying negative shit, man... I don't even want to say that because we don't have our radio now. I'm, I'm going to keep that comment to myself. Yeah, but hey, I feel you, man. But you know what I'm saying? Prayers go out from this show, man, to Ricky Smiley. Um, But hey, people, you got a negative thing to say? Keep it to yourself. That was social media full of right now. We're going to have a show later on, um, probably later on this week or next week about social media, man. Social media have really have ran the hell out. What's up, Jordan? Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So have you heard anything about um about the Ricky Smiley losing the son and everything? No, I didn't. I didn't. Run that by me again. Yeah, Ricky Smiley lost his son, man. Um, yesterday at the age of thirty-two. Um, it's the cause of death haven't been um haven't been announced. Um, but it just man, a lot of negative things are going on, on social media right now about um his relationship and thing. You know, every parent have an issue with their child at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> At this point right here, man, um, if you ain't got nothing positive to say, 
posting negative stuff, this, this is not the time. It's not the time, man. It's letting people grieve, you know what I'm saying? Um, He got siblings. He got a mom and, you know, Ricky, his dad. So, man, at this time right now, man, let the, let that family, man. If you ain't got that positive sense to that family, keep that shit to yourself. So, that, that happened yesterday, Jordan. Jordan, you left us? I thought he had one over to um, iPhone. <laughs> hey, but man, how your trip was, man? It was amazing, guys. When I tell you, I travel a lot, child. I try to go on a, on a trip probably once a month or every other month. But when I tell you, go explore life. It's shit outside of your city where you live in. Shit that you would never see before. Shit that you didn't even think that you can see in your life before. Explore, travel, have fun. It costs money to travel, but when you spend that shit, it's worth it. Yeah, man. When you think about it, it don't cost no more than what you're spending around here every day. Right. And so, man, you know, really, man, like I say, enjoy life. Some people haven't even been outside of their township. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Go to the Bahamas, yeah. I'm telling you guys, the Virgin Islands in the Bahamas are like my best trip that I've been on. So, one of the best two places I've been to so far. I can't say the destination that I'm trying to go to in the summer right now because it's a secret, but I'm trying to travel. I'll tell you that now. I feel you, man. I feel you. Everybody got to get that, man. I'm telling you, a thousand dollars to get you. Get you somewhere good, even if it's for four days, it'd be good. A grand, right. you can't say that, right? And people blow a grand on stupid stuff, yeah. See, the thing is, they, they buy they buy liabilities Gucci shoes, uh, Jordans, like those four pair of Jordans you just bought that was 250 a piece. That's a, that's a trick, yeah. <laughs> for real, for real, bro. I don't buy Jordans, so I go on trips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on. I don't know what was going on there a second. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Ricky Smiley son died. And you said there's a lot of negative energy out there on social media about him. That's crazy because normally that, that's how it go when you pass away. Either people gonna talk real good about you or real bad about you. A lot of the time it's real bad. Nah, David. Man, that is tough, man. My heart goes out to him. It's not, man. It ain't, I know it can't be easy losing no child. Man, it it don't matter. It really, man. And I was just telling Calvin right before you got on. It don't matter, man. Um, what kind of relationship you have with your child, man? Just to hear that you lost a child, that hurts. You know what I'm saying? You know that that child is not here no more. That child is burying. Um, you burying your child, and you're not. Um, uh, the child is not burying you. I, I can't imagine how um, a parent would really feel, man, losing a child. Man, it's 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 a lot to go through. I can I can only imagine. So, did did they say how his son passed away? Anything like no, that? No, right now the cause of death is not out there. You know, um, everybody around here is speculating and stuff like that. And stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? If this man ain't put out how his child died, hey, it ain't for us to speculate how he died. I don't think we need to hey do. Respect, hey, look, respect this man at this time right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, you know, um, last thing I heard, Ricky said he talked to his mom, grandmother about going to church. Um, 
yesterday. And um, when it got closer to the time, um, he never replied back. And, uh, and like two hours later, he found, he found out that his son was dead. So, you know what I'm saying? It don't sound like it was no foul play or anything like that. But um, I did see something online that was saying something stupid, man. And I just cut it off. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, man. This, take this shit. Take it down, you know? At the end of the day, man, let this man grieve. He don't need to start hearing negative stuff about his child because he's a celebrity. His child wasn't a celebrity. And we just talked about that last week. Well, you know, people having their kids in the uh, media, you know, when they make it. And their kids take bite lads for stuff that you did. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy. Yeah, man. That, that, like I said, man, that, that's tough. That is definitely a tough one. And reality, reality of it is, like, I, I wish that, that, you know, it wasn't so much negativity in the world when you talk about somebody losing a child. Like, I get it. It's always a time and a place for everything, insensitive subjects and whatnot, everything in between. But if somebody going through something, that, that ain't the time to get to, you know, picking at them, calling them out. It, that's just not the time. It's it's always nice to be playful and shit like that, supportive and joke with people. But when, when somebody going through tragedy, it really ain't time to try to push their buttons. Right, because real t- but the same thing, um, I felt like it was a disrespect when even when Kobe passed, you know what I'm saying? That man had lived through um, you know, his cheating on his wife or doing whatever he had did, you know what I'm saying? He don't got past that. And then this man died, y'all bring all the crazy jump back up, you know. Um I think um somebody read Gail uh Gail King her rights and she got she got all upset and crying, you know what I'm saying? That what's gonna happen to you. And then they're gonna seem like, you know, they're wrong for you know, not oh you wrong for going off on a person that say XYZ. The media need to watch what they say, bro, because that's what's going to happen to them. Somebody going to latch back out. Hey, look, you're not just going to, people ain't going to just keep getting punched and don't hit back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So while we're waiting on Kiana, um, Kevin, man, you want to start off? I know um, Ricky Smiley is what's going on in some of the social media, but do we have anything else that's going on in social media um, in our black culture that we want to talk about? I I wanna wait for Yetta for that for that for that particular topic for that one. Uh but I do got some good news. Uh Michael Jackson nephew is playing him in the in this biopic. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my I love me some Mike. But his nephew is gonna play him, so you know it's gonna be real. And with Gary should be on the map, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people slipping, man. Um they they giving Chicago more of the um the hits for um the Jackson man, but Gary is where, where they was raised at. Yeah, Kevin so, uh, actually went to their house um the house right there in Gary. Yeah. Oh yeah, you stopped by there. Yeah. I played this. I played the song Twenty Three Hundred Jackson Street. And I walked down the street playing that shit. Mm. Jackson Street. You feel me? Because <laughs> I thought I was Michael walking down there. I damn near, I damn to grab the switch off the tree. Yeah. Joe <laughs> <laughs> hey, beat a lot of them off that boy. Hey, you missed that. So, yeah, you was out of town by um, the whooping um Kevin. Well, um, last week's show, we were talking about shit, um, a child getting whoopings, and but it got kind of heated. So, you probably want to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, I need to go. See, I need to listen to that. It depends on on what they did to me. 
Did nobody listen to the show? Then um, share your opinion with the group. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, hey, yeah, that's on that, man. Hey, uh, Kevin said he wanted to wait on his partner. But, Aww, uh, so <laughs> what's loyal. going on in social media? Yes. Gotta love him. Um. Oh, what's going on in social media? Yeah. Come on, what's going on in social media? Oh, uh, Joe Biden is planning to stop uh COVID nineteen public health emergency in May. Anybody know what the public health emergency is? Hell no. Nah. That is <laughs> I'm, glad I'm glad you asked. No. Um it's those free COVID tests that everybody been getting. So mm-hmm. um like obviously like a flu test is not free if anybody hasn't noticed but it'll go basically back to how uh flu tests and other uh, testing will be for common colds and stuff like that where you have to go to a doctor it will have to be administered or you could pay pay for a home test but they would no longer be free through your insurance uh so that means that those who are not covered by insurance will have to pay for them completely out of pocket and those that do have insurance it'll be subject to co-pays so that's that um with the politics side, uh, the the messy, messy side is the Chicago prosecutor dropped sex abuse charges against R. Kelly. No, no, stop. Yes, it says, according to multiple reports, an Illinois prosecutor dropped 10 charges of sex abuse against R. Kelly. The cost was one of the factors weighed in her decision. Cook County State uh, Attorney Kim Fox told reporters that her office believes justice has been served against Kelly with those two convictions. Mr. Kelly is looking at the possibility of never walking out of prison again. Kelly was scheduled to appear in court Friday in the state case in which he's accused of sexually abusing four people, three of whom were minors. Kim announced that the state's uh, case against Kelly in 2019, saying the incidences occurred between May 1998 and January 2010. The singer was facing three to seven years in prison for each charge if convicted. Um, if you recall the Pot Piper, I hate that name. I don't know who the hell gave him that name. It's very cringy. Now that you know he was like the Pot Piper of like young minors, it's really not good. Uh, it's already served a 30 year sentence on charges of federal racketeering and sex trafficking after being convicted in New York last year. In addition, he is also due to be sentenced in a second federal case charge, uh, fed, ugh, a second federal case in Chicago later this month. So that was, remember, he had two uh, cases in Chicago, one at state level and one at federal. So his state level case got dropped with 10 charges of sex abuse. He got to be paying somebody in Chicago. I mean, that's kind of. He ain't got no money. Dropped. He ain't got no money. Yeah, it don't matter if he had money, though. How you get 10, 10 charges dropped? Look at this, Yada. That man is already doing 30. If they give him another 30, 50 years, life. He, he dying in there. He dying exactly. In there. Life. He's 30 di- years? Man, 30 years in federal prison? That's You get you get what? Two days for every day served? So technically, he only got to serve 15? Still, and he's getting time uh, served from the time he got sentenced. So, I mean, if we being honest, he not gonna, he's not going to serve that full 30 years. We that man is already up. 50 years old. He's going to die. Who mind. gives a damn? People is living. He Listen, I think R. Kelly going to live until he ain't going to live no more. That sounds stupid, but you know what I mean. I feel like he's <laughs> going to he's gonna live to be old. I feel like he's going to get out. He's going to get out. 
I feel like he is. He's going to get out for good behavior. He probably in there making another gospel album. You know, we love the gospel album. The gospel album was a redeemer. It was a great album. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep my opinion about R. Kelly to myself. I loved, <laughs> I loved his gospel album. It was amazing. Um. So, yeah, and then... I, I, I ain't going to keep it to myself. I like art. I mean, I feel like we all like... Do we like the person? No. Do we no. love the music? Yes. It's a fucking movie. You I, can't tell me I can't listen to R. Kelly no more. What he I did was fucked up. Yeah, what he did was messed up. I agree. I, I don't agree with that. I don't. You know what I mean, like, I feel like somebody instead of all them people being yes men, he should have had a no man around him to say go to get some help. It's rehab for sex addiction. It is. There's you know, also hell for people that mess with little kids, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, and I don't condone him messing with kids or none of that. If I just wish that somebody in his corner would have not been a yes man. Yes, I agree. But when money comes involved, all, all judgment is clouded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. Um, So that was, that was in the music news. In sports news, <clears throat> Bengals got their ass paint, but it's okay. Now they didn't get spanked. They lost by three, and I don't even watch sports. Yeah, exactly, bro. It wasn't even that bad. We were supposed to win, but they came back. So don't even. They had a second chance. It still didn't make it to the ship, but it's okay. It's all right. So this will be the first time in history that uh, two brothers will be playing against each other in the Super Bowl. So that's freaking awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Didn't the Harbro brothers play in like 2012? Mm-hmm. Not against each other. Oh, that was the coaches. You're right. You're right. Yep. Those were the coaches. But um, yeah, it's two brothers that'll be playing from one from the Kansas City Chiefs and the other from the Philadelphia Eagles. And yeah, they go face each other in the Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl only because of Rihanna, not because of the sports. You know. So what about Rihanna? Rihanna's doing the halftime show. Now, that's why that pastor said all that he said about uh, he and her music. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> hey, I mean, it's just me, but Rihanna music is like her original music was decent, but now it's just like, oh no. Watch your mouth, Jordan, because I'm going to tell you now, it's a lot of people that love that woman. We hey, love her, but yeah. I just need some music. I'm tired of, like, the, 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 I'm tired. I'm getting tired of waiting for a Rihanna album to drop. I have waited. She ain't dropped that album in years. Uh. Six six years, almost seven years to be exact. Come on, it's sticking ahead. It's sticking ahead. And you can't say it's because you was pregnant. You wasn't pregnant for six years, ma'am. That shit just happened. Hop back in your music bag and give us an album. She ain't got to be a billionaire. Who gives a goddamn? I don't want the makeup. The makeup was cool and the makeup is still damn near subpar at this point. The only thing I really like is she got some really good highlighter, I ain't gonna lie. But then you didn't went to lingerie, and now, honestly, the Super Bowl uh, line that she came out with was dope. I do want a couple pieces from that. It looks really nice. But I don't want all this other shit. I don't want all this other shit. I just want her to make an album. I want her to give me an umbrella. I want I her to give me a... After the Super Bowl. I don't think she is, because she was... Listen, when I heard lit me up. I'm like, are you kidding? You had to watch the movie first. No, I don't. This should not have been your first song that you didn't drop in six years, and it is sad as hell. 
facts. <laughs> you got it. was for the movie. I don't care. Hey, hold on, Kev. You sitting there arguing. You the one told us there was some bullshit. You did. I don't like the song. I don't like the song. It was some bullshit. But what I'm saying is, we all sitting here like, yes, we're finally getting a Rihanna song. And then, it, like, listen, Aiden be in the car singing his poor little heart out to that damn song, and I just be feeling so bad every time. Like, Should I do yeah. too? But it's some bullshit. It is. We need it. We deserve better. We deserve better. We need all something all like work. You feel me? We need something like kissing. You feel me? I need something like that. I need some like yeah, I don't know. Umbrella. Something. Anything. I'll take umbrella again. I'll take umbrella part two. I don't care. Anyway, we love you, Rihanna, but we, we just need you to, you know, bring it back. Um, and then other news. Uh so what we did political we did politics, we did sports, we did music. We got to do what's going on in Memphis. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> me and my politically correct voice on. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody is aware of the uh, tragedy that is sweeping the nation once again. Seems like this is becoming a sick pattern. Um, not even becoming a sick pattern. It's just a continuous pattern across the U.S. And at this point, I think this situation is more disappointing for very obvious reasons. But on the show today, we're going to go ahead and introduce the topic. Go ahead, D. Um, what topic are we talking about? Talking about the one with the um, hiding the money? No. What, what topic? The Memphis situation. Oh, my bad. Oh, the Memphis. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. hiding the money. Oh, then we're going into that next. My bad. Yeah, but, um, but the officers um, was African-American officers this time. Um killed this kid so that, that was kind of crazy um i want to get y'all opinion i got something i really want to say but i want to get the team opinion before um i said what i'm gonna say i'll get my 30 seconds out first so that way y'all i don't you know y'all y'all know i get long winded um i feel like no matter how many times we go through this as a race as a nation it still is like cutting a fresh like a fresh cut every time um, to say that I'm shocked to hear that a black man was killed by the police, I'm not shocked because this is something we go through all the time. But to hear that this was done by a, a group of black men that we trusted to protect and defend our our communities is even more heartbreaking um, because, again, uh, I think we have to realize that we are never above anything as a race. We're never above anything. While all these white cops are getting away with, with killing black folks, now people are starting to feel like, well, why are these officers being held accountable so fast when it takes forever for um, these white officers to be brought to justice and, and to be investigated and they get put on paid leave and they fired these people right away. I'm going to point out a couple obvious differences uh, between this and other situations, and then I'm gonna pass it on to my my fellow castmates. But for one very obvious reason, this happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, the heads of these this police department is black. The leaders of this police department are black. Black, the chief, the head of police, all of those different things. So we hold our own accountable. 
we don't feel like our own is above the law. We don't feel like our own is above anything when it comes to these types of positions. We treat everyone like they're equal for the most part. I will say for the most part. So it does not shock me that they did not wait five weeks or a month to release body cam footage or to spark an investigation and immediately release those officers. They didn't wait that long. They didn't need to wait that long. So that just goes to show you that everybody's going to protect their own. You got these white police chiefs that have white police, uh, predominantly white police departments. They probably got maybe five black guys in there or somewhere in there. And they're going to protect their own. They take weeks, months, forever to bring charges on those police officers because they're going to protect their own. And there's, there's really folks out here mad that these police officers were released as soon as possible, arrested, charged, and all of these different things. And it's like, wrong is wrong no matter who did it and why they did it. Anybody being killed by the police is wrong. The way they brutally beat this man and to have the whole thing on camera is even more idiotic to me. Y'all are on body cam. Now, the white police officers were smart enough to turn the shit off. I'm not going to lie. Smart. Turn it off. Then they're like, well, we don't have any footage to show. Why did y'all turn it off? That's another internal investigation that could take a while. But when there's solid proof, because y'all were cocky enough to have your cameras on, showing this man's last moments of y'all beating him like he was Emmett Till or Rodney King or any other black man that's been beat to death for no reason. It's sickening. And I think as a black woman, I still wanted to believe that it wasn't as bad as people tried to make it. Like, no, nah, it can't be that bad. Like, maybe they just roughed him up a little bit or something like that. So, to see the video, and I only saw the video for reporting purposes, because had I not been a podcast mate, I would not have watched this video for very obvious reasons. But, to be able to actually report on it, I had to watch it. And it's the most sickening thing I've ever seen in my life. You could never get desensitized to seeing that. Okay, so let me let me say how I feel about it. They all cowards to me. You feel me? The way they beat that man, it was ridiculous. Like now, I don't even. I never really liked police. I never had a problem with police, but now I really don't like the police. And 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 it's sad because we're supposed to feel protected and safe by that. This man got beat by. Five niggas that think they have power. Mm-hmm. Like y'all beat this man till he died. And y'all felt like y'all had power over that. That shit was sad. That shit was sad as fuck. Like, I ain't even have service in the Bahamas. I swear to God, I got service for like a little minute, and that's the first thing I saw. Mm-hmm. The first thing I saw. Then I'm like, okay, police beat up. Then I get the red. Then I found out with some niggas. That made me even more sick. Like, oh man, I hope they, I hope they get what they come, what what they got coming for. You feel me? I don't want them to. I want them to. They need to plead guilty because they they guilty. They guilty. That's all I got to say about it. They guilty. I feel sorry for him and his family. And the city of Memphis. Um, 
and the city of Memphis. I feel sorry for them. They're making me don't even want to ride through Memphis no more. <laughs> I love Memphis. I love Memphis. Once they did that to, I ain't never been to Memphis. But once they did that to my boy Dolph, I ain't fucking with Memphis. Well, you know, like, you know, when you go places, you're not supposed to go places you don't belong. Yeah. First of all, stay in the touristy areas. But no, <laughs> Memphis, Memphis is a great place. Like, the, they're very, they're very down home. They're very welcoming. They're funny. Food is amazing. Oh, food. It's a great time. It's a great time. And that's why I hate that this happened in Memphis. Like, come on now. There's crime everywhere. It's hoods everywhere. And they, y'all, and it, and people be like, oh, y'all so against y'all own. Y'all want the book thrown at y'all own. No, we against it, period. I would be a hypocrite if I flipped because my own did the same thing that I ridiculed another race for. Right. And, and what I see with all, man, I'm, I know I probably tried to uh, cut you off, Jordan. I know you were next, man. But, yeah, man. but what I see, man, um, once again, giving our got to hold accountable on our black race, man. You know, we're not even doing half of the stuff that we did when a white officer did this to our people. You know what I'm saying? We got to hold our own people accountable, man. Um, mm-hmm. The officers, man, black or white, you know what I'm saying? You, you're not the law. You don't should, you shouldn't make a law on the side of the road. These people, kids want to bring their kids back home. You know what I'm saying? People scared to send their kids off to college because they don't know. They don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? They run into it with an officer. Now you got. We used to be. We just worried about a white officer. Now you worried about your own kind. Mm-hmm. And they hide behind the badges. Half of them hide behind the badges because nine times ten, half of them probably won't even goddamn deal with you or try to fight you or anything if they didn't have a badge on because they know the badge protect them. And he had handcuffs on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then come on. <laughs> once you got me detained. Once you got me detained, why do all this? Black or white officer? You know what I'm saying? And um, hey, did you watch the video? I really didn't take myself to watch the video. I, when I watched, I watched the clip and I stopped because I'm the, not the, trying to get graphic, but I have to give you a visual. They had this man held down by what was it, two or three? You y'all see how big them dudes is? They not small guys. This dude was a small dude. And all you see is this dude like cock his leg all the way back and kick him in the face. And, and that's messed up, man. I'm saying, you know, I'm saying we always as a black group, man, we always talk about black power and all this, man. At the end of the day, we're killing ourselves. We we ain't got to worry about a white man killing us no more. We're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves. But we always want to throw out, okay, the white man did X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? But we are, we're doing it to ourselves. Come on. And then they got they got these guys posted all online, you know. On, I see their pictures all on the internet, all on TV. It's like they did some, like they did some hot shit. You know what I'm saying? You took you took a life, man. And then you took a life for your, in your own culture. Not not saying you should have took a life in in any culture, but at the end of the day, we've been fighting for this. This it ain't been a whole good hot year, man. How many years it been since um, the Louisville situation? But about two years a year. Come on, man. We. We keep going back and forth with these damn police. It's not just white police anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the police force. They giving them too much power for one. Trying to hey, they think they God. They, you don't have a chance to go to the courtroom because they're making a decision before you before you even make it to court. Then they all get together and work together and make up a lie. Come on, you can't beat the government, man. And like you say, yeah, these black folks got charged faster. Than a white person, and like you said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they protect their own. Mm-hmm. 
they they gonna be take their own. At the end of the day, they're gonna make sure that they people don't go down like that. You know what I'm saying? And if they go down, they ain't gonna get the time that these brothers about to get. But you wanna know what I think is funny if they was thinking about business, they would actually get the shit over with quicker than normal because the if you don't bring the officers on charges quick enough or they get acquitted or whatever. Now you got these families suing the state, suing the police department, and then y'all end up losing and the police department owe these these people like millions of dollars. If y'all haven't seen like any any not any, but some of these men that have been killed by police, their families have gotten big settlements from police departments. And I mean big like before inflation, probably like a mil, a hundred thousand something like that you know bigger money than what people have ever seen i, I, I know we're on i heart radio i heart i hope you don't fire but hey then i'm gonna say it anyway i think really man you take them guys take them down to the hood mm-hmm. this man and, and just let they and let these people family you know let, let that on uh, your man family take the law in their own hand take their that's the thing take their bad, it ain't gonna make nobody feel better it ain't no. gonna make this is hey. the type of grief that you can't. You can't. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. You literally, this man is not even a football field away from his mama house on his way back home from work. And y'all stopped. The stories that circulate, and again, we don't want to spread misinformation, but the stories that circulate on why they did this, because what's not adding up is why did y'all stop him in the first place? Saying he was reckless driving. So it took how the hell... They're all of these officers, and it just so happened to be y'all that's all a part of this one unit called the Scorpion Unit. We could do some research on that later. Stop this man all of a sudden, random as hell, and got out. And it's not like he resisted to get out the car or y'all t- y'all didn't try to pull his ID or nothing. Y'all immediately went to his car, guns drawn, telling him to get the fuck out the car. Man. The type of language y'all was using, like y'all was already upset with this man. So I really hope it don't come out that this story that's circulating on the story on social media is that one of the one of the police officers, his girlfriend or baby mama or something had a relationship with the guy that they beat on and killed, and he was upset about it. So did something about it. I really hope that's not the case because that's a stupid ass reason to throw your life away. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Uh, when when does the traffic start turning to life or death? Man, it's man. if at if they point, kill that man over a woman, I'm I'm gonna be heated. Man, we, at, at this point, do y'all realize the U.S. is the only country that has uh incognito police where we not supposed to see them? We shouldn't even like communicate with them or nothing like that. Every other the police department on the fucking planet has really bright police cars because they want you to find them in case of you like you need them. Like they don't harass you. They don't like I don't I don't understand why the US is so focused on harassing people. At this point, y'all don't need jobs. Oh God. Let me tell you we can't even call I can't call if, if somebody come to my house right now and I call the police, they ain't gonna file a report and it's not gonna go nowhere. I'm not gonna be protected. They had to come and harass me multiple times for something to happen. If I get in a car accident in a parking lot, the police not going to come because it's private property. Yep. Unless I'm injured or dead. So if y'all can only come for emergency purposes, which y'all supposed to only be for emergency purposes, then y'all don't need to do traffic stops. 
what the fuck is the point? If somebody gonna run a stop sign, they gonna run a fucking stop sign. That's not worth a ticket. Y'all not losing that much revenue if y'all don't have jobs doing that shit. Y'all didn't do it for a long time with COVID because y'all was restricting on going up to people's cars. So why are y'all going back to doing it now? The police department was still afloat. Y'all wasn't suffering for money or nothing like that. So at this point, it's like, come on now. Y'all can't be trusted. Y'all have to, for every one person, there needs to be two officers. So if it's two people in the car, you automatically got four officers on you. That is so intimidating. That is so scary. And I get it to have an extra person there for your protection because not all um, people get pulled over. They're calm and, you know what I'm saying? And like I always say, some of us as African-Americans, we're the worst people when we get on the side of the world. Want to, oh, what the fuck you pulled me over for? All this crazy junk, you know what I'm saying? Because we get harassed. But at the end of the day, my thing is, if you know that people... White or black officers, you know they're killing people. Hey, look, let's do exactly what they say do. Why we want to side this road? You know what I'm saying? But it's a, a both way thing. They already scared because they approaching the car and they see I'm black, and I'm scared because they approaching my car and I see it's a cop. It's a two way scary situation which always escalates. And it's like, why do why do y'all fear us when we don't like we didn't. It, it just goes so far back. It just goes so far back. And it just sucks that it's in this space because when you you think about having your kids grow up and you got to teach your kids how to pull over, be quiet, do as they say. And even if you do as they say, you still might have something happen to you. That's scary. How am I yep. supposed to... Y'all telling me commands I can't even do. How the fuck am I supposed to lay flat if you got my arms behind my back? Right. And he got arms disease. Yeah. And y'all just beat the shit out of me. How y'all want me to lay flat on my stomach? How do you want me to put my hands behind my back if I could barely move? Y'all asked me to do that. I just got shot. Y'all just tased me. Y'all still expecting me to move? It's ridiculous. Like, uh, police officers had the least amount of training. The least amount of training, but the most important jobs. That shit crazy, man. Joe, you've been kind of quiet, man. What's up? Hey, man, I, I don't really, um, I don't really have like a, like a definite, uh, not answer, definite opinion, definite, um, you know, way to combat what they did. I know what they did is wrong, like, no, no doubt about it. Um, and I know we talk a, a lot of the time about how, you know, officers are people, to, you know, just like celebrities and people, everybody's a, a regular person like me and you bleed the same, same kind of emotions. You know, it's, it's no different. Um, so I do understand those scenarios where officers feel like they are in fear, you know, for their life. But uh, seeing the footage, this was not the case. And um, I think it's a travesty that, you know, no matter how you move around in your community, that you have uh, law enforcement officers that whether they're good or bad, law enforcement officers that have the ability to uh, put you through trauma, put you through beatings, put you through, you know, unwarranted violence like that uh, in your community. And it it, it really kind of um, ingrains like a, a fear, a fear factor amongst African-American people. And I'm, I'm pretty sure amongst other races too, like, oh, you know, when a cop get behind you, your heart start beating fast. Mm-hmm. Tell you something, 
I I be on the highway going one way, and the cops will be going the other way, and I look at my review and still see their lights, and my heart will still be fast sometimes. Yep. You know, just just uh, the reality, and I think when you see things like this on TV, on the news, uh, publicizing main media, that it just enhances that fear factor. You know, like yo, it's it's police officers out there who could take my life at any given chance, and um. You know, I'm I'm sure nobody expects to be caught on camera. You know, I'm pretty sure those cops didn't expect to be caught on camera. But uh, nowadays, it feels that even if you know we do catch a police officer doing something out of conduct, or out of line in this modern world that we live in, with surveillance everywhere, body cameras and et cetera, it doesn't matter. It it, it does not seem to uh, stop the amount of violence that police officers inflict on people. And I don't think that you'll ever have nothing that truly will, whether you body camera everybody up, whether you put cameras around the whole world. I think that the the fact that it's not more uh, severe consequences of situations like these that will continue to happen. And then on the same side, I feel that, you know, obviously there's a race factor to it. Um, you know, that's the quickest that we've ever seen video footage released from um, an officer uh, attacking or accosting somebody in public. That That's the fastest I've ever seen it. Uh, D called me and I looked at the article probably about 20 minutes later and the footage was live pretty much. Like it, it's besides the George Floyd incident where you saw, um, you know, national coverage, people recording from their cell phones and stuff like that. Uh, I can't I can't begin to think like back when there was a time where we saw police shootings or police violence like instantly, almost instantly. So that that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of a little uh, uneasy to think about, like, you know, OK, because it was African-American people, we can go ahead and show this to their own community and they ain't got nothing to say. And um, they're completely wrong, completely false, because like you had said, it doesn't matter um it doesn't matter who you are when you're doing justice. It's, it's just an that's that, whether it's racially motivated, whether it's sexist, whether it's uh, crimes against kids, whatever the case may be, you know, wrong is wrong. Uh, so, yeah, you have to hold people accountable, whether it's your own people or not. And I think that's going to be a very hard time for our community to handle simply because a lot of the time we, we tend to point out, like, Oh, well, you know, black people did it, but, you know, white people do it and get away with it. That don't matter. You know, white people do do it sometimes, get away with it, but that's not the topic. And the topic is, you know, correcting what you should and shouldn't be doing in your own communities. And it's sad to um, see a life taken like that, especially as violent and as brutal and on camera as it has been for that person's family. So, you know, my heart's out to them. But... um you know, more of the story, you're not safe. They they try to paint a picture of America being a safe place, of your community being a safe place, of you to be able to go out into the world and do things and, you know, you don't have anything to fear. This is not a safe place. It's not. Um, and I know there are worse places in the world where, you know, dictatorships, you know, bias against women's rights, stuff like that. I get it. It's the worst place in the world, but you're not safe. That that's basically what these events boil down to. No, at no point in time are you a hundred percent safe. That that's just what it is. Whether you're in your house, whether you're outside of your house, whether you're sleeping, 
whether you're um, having a, a, a argument or a debate with the police, it does not matter at this stage in the game. You're not safe. And I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other countries, like Kenyatta said, that actually have police officers who are ready to help, willing to help, not actually trying to you know, hurt people out here in the field. But that's not the case in America all the time. Sometimes it is. But majority of the time, it's not. Like like she said, we got police officers that have ghost riding on their cars. Like mm-hmm. the car and the, the riding is shit is the same colors. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't see this, so you like heat it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Blacked out SRT Dodge Durango is the police. You know what I'm saying? Blacked out ZR1 Corvettes is the police. Like, it, it's just, it's crazy. I was talking to my cousin last week, uh, Crown Point, they got two Hellcat red eyes for police cars. And I'm just like, bro, imagine if you got one person speeding through traffic high speed, and then you got another person speeding through traffic high speed. And let's say that police officer crash. You know what I'm saying? Let's say something go wrong, he mismaneuver. And he crashed, doing a hundred some miles an hour, chasing somebody else down. That don't make no sense. It, it doesn't make no sense. I think that we really need to take a, a, a adjustment at um, not not re reinventing policing, but more so just like um, reorganizing policing, like uh, understanding that force is not necessary to solve every single problem. And understand that if you do use force when it's not warranted or not necessary to, to solve or de-escalate a problem, then you should be dealt with. That it should be a penalty for that. And D, like I said, I know you understand officers fear for their life. I understand that. That's a scary job, though. That's that's a scary job. Bottom line, you know, what it look like if, if I hire a pilot to say he was scared of heights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's be real about it. You know, being a police officer is not a job to be taken lightly. Somebody has to do it, just like somebody got to take out the trash, just like somebody got to teach kids for the future, just like somebody got to be engineers, people got to be doctors. You know, it, it's it's one of those jobs that you can't really afford to make a bunch of mistakes. And I, I feel like we see that all the time with lack of accountability from some of these police departments and shit like that. But, you know, even even the rules about them being fired, if if they're fired from a police department, I think they can go get a job at another police department. You know, so I, I don't think that anybody that's been terminated from their previous job, as serious as it is, being a police officer, should be able to go get another policing job. That's like, hey, saying, you know, again... Hey, I crashed a plane. I should be able to go get another job flying planes. That I just don't think that that's that's smart. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's sad, bro. It's sad because we're getting in, into a point where again, like I said, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe at all. And at this stage in the game, I think that um, the worst part about it is is nobody truly feels safe. I would say more so from a um, a minority standpoint, African-American standpoint, Latino standpoint, nobody really feels safe um, around the police when events like the, these happen. I mean, yeah, it's great to be able to call the police if you need to call them, but also it's kind of sad to understand that you could call the police and they could come and they could end up hurting you. Yep. Like that's, that, that's the world that we live in. That that is the world that we live in. It's over a mistake, over a misunderstanding, over uh, somebody's ego, 
they got too big and got in the way of actually solving the problem. You know, shit like that costs people lives. And I think that, you know, in a in the space that we're in now as a country, um, it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter who you are. Anybody could get it at this point. Yeah. A lot of people trying to get over here, though, but they just don't know what we're dealing with on an everyday basis. Well, that's another topic, man. Life immigrating <laughs> over here, life actually starting over here, uh, two completely different things. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit later because it, we don't always have um, the same advantages as people do when they immigrate over. Um, I think Kiyata, uh fell off and she asked if we could send her the link again. So uh, All right. if we can, shoot her the link real quick. And, Go ahead and do the cap. I'm almost, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much done with my rant. I just want people to understand that, you know, when you live in a world where you can't hold um, the people who are making and enforcing the laws around you responsible, then you lost. Because yep. that means they can just do whatever they want. And, you know, it's, it's just tragic because we see time and time again where it, it is the other way around. It is a white officer or a white group of people or white individuals attacking minority individuals and shit like that. And that hurts. You know what I'm saying? That that hurts. But, you know, when you see it come out of your own community, it's like your own people pulling you down. Right. And like Calvin said, if it's if it's over a woman or was over a woman, yo, that that's. Yeah, that's that's down. Yeah. You know, come on. That's just sad there because, man, come on. Come on. We, we didn't have plenty of brothers go to jail. We didn't have plenty of brothers die. We'd have plenty of brothers killing other brothers over, you know, the word of a woman. And it's just, it doesn't make no sense. But like I said on the last show, I said, if you can control the women, you can control the men. Yeah. That's what I said. I said, well, dudes is going to do whatever it takes to get, get a little coochie. You know what I'm saying? Dudes going <laughs> to do whatever it takes. So if you got this dude talking all rah-rah and this dude talking all rah-rah and they trying to be the same lady dope, man, it's, it's not going to end with it. I hope it wasn't over a woman, man. I really hope that these officers didn't take this young man's life over a female. That'd be really, really crazy. But what if they did and they were just like, yeah, bro, we're gonna we gonna get that nigga. And it just went wrong. But now my thing is neither one of y'all got him now. Now y'all think it was that got got. Everybody didn't got got. Now she gonna no, be out there now y'all responsible for literally so many people losing their jobs. Somebody losing their life, all of that. And now, guess what? They still and she's still gonna be out there giving it to somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and the, no, I don't know. That's just foolish. Uh, foolish. That's crazy, man. I really that's hope that's not the case. If it comes out that that's what happened, or I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how these niggas got out on bond for murder hey, charges. You know what? They killed the nigga. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I know that the law is pretty specific, but uh, I just personally feel like they should have been held without bond. Uh, okay. I but know it's to the discretion of the judge at the time, but uh, I, I, yeah, I would have had to hold them without bond. But the thing but is, if I send you outside pop- with all of this stuff going on, we have the potential of you getting killed or something and never being brought to justice, so we need to protect you, which means we need to keep you in here. No, it could be the case. So why they let him go out there? Hey, look, now we ain't gonna have to deal with it. That's ignorant. But I feel it. I, I I get it. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? You know, the justice system is crazy. You know what I'm saying, well, we always see stupid stuff all the time, and you're like, "What the hell? Come on!" 
you know, we're not going to get into it, but, but I'm going to mention it anyway. But hey, just like what happened um, with Donald Trump, let, yeah. let, let um, Barack would have did that to the White House. Let all these brothers come in the White House and attack the White House. He'd be up under the jailhouse right now. And so would everybody that went and did it. Right. So, man, it's, you know, this country is not fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, It ain't fair. So, but um, we will keep y'all locked in on that topic right there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll As we find out more information, updates. we will keep everybody updated. But, Kiana, you sent us some real wild the other day, man. And, um, oh, man. <laughs> man, you went back and forth for a minute. Hey, I ding, had, ding, I, ding. <laughs> I had to ask Jordan, hey, somebody chime in on this, man. Am I wrong? You know what I'm saying? Because I think we was talking from two different perspectives. But go ahead. Hey, but, hey, so... I don't have it. Uh, do you have the article in front of anybody? Got it in front of them right now? Yeah, give me a second. So while she looks at while she look it up, I'm gonna go get out. It get was. Out. Uh, you want me to read it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it says, "Please don't automatically take the side of the gender like y'all did with the hundred dollar post." I don't know what that means, but it says, "My husband works and I am a stay at home mom." He is the most unselfish person I know. I handle all the finances and he has never said or acted like it was his money. It's our money. Anyway, he is upset with me because he found out I had a bank account he knew nothing about. I've been making money online and keeping it from him. He says that his problem is not that I've been making money online, but that I kept it from him in the event of a divorce someday. He said that women keep keeping a stash of hidden money in case the marriage fails. It's like a man keeping a side chick in case the marriage fails. And we both need to be all in or nothing. My mom raised me to have a secret stash that my husband doesn't know about. Is this wrong? Is my husband right? Kiana, you know my opinion. So we're going to start off with um, Calvin. He was in the Bahamas. He probably didn't get the text. But uh, and then we're going to roll over to Jordan. Okie dokie. Um, a secret account. If I can't be transparent with you and I gotta hide something for you from you, then we don't need to be together. Damn, well, there you go. I, I got, I got one of them on my team, Kim. Oh, you know the other. Keep one going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. But I can tell you <laughs> this now: you can have your own savings account. Because, like, from my experience, I don't care about what you do with your money as long as these bills get paid. You know what I mean? Like, you can have your own money, your own account, but a secret account. And then, hey, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to make sure you caught this part. It was the account just in case of a divorce. So you going into You got that in your mind. You got that. You're going into the marriage. So come on. Um, yeah, you got that in your mind. You're supposed to go into marriage as this is forever. Oh, no. Hell no. First of all, y'all got the game. Y'all got the game fucked up. Because when men do it, it's called a prenup. When a woman do it, it's called... Bitch, you knew we was gonna get a divorce. Why was you with me? Oh, it's like God. y'all cannot be this delusional because a woman. <laughs> I don't agree with hiding the account. You shouldn't hide it. But to say that a woman can't prepare for worst case scenario because I feel I like that's that. what we have. That's what we have car insurance for. Car insurance ain't used all the time. It's for worst case scenarios to prepare you. But it's not hidden though. You know I pay car insurance. But again, what I'm saying is, is that. Prenups are for worst case scenarios. If that was the case, all women would be so offended when men approach them with prenups because what are you saying that we're not going to work out and you don't want me to get nothing from you because you feel like that's what I want? Because I would think you're going into that thinking that I'm only with you for your money, but that would be a terrible preconceived notion. 
So I feel like to say that a woman is is planning for a divorce, I don't think it's planning. I think it's just being okay. And also, I don't feel like having a stash to the back is a bad thing because what if, like, again, she said she's in charge of all the finances. So obviously, he didn't make good financial decisions where he lets the woman take care of all the finances or he didn't trust to keep doing all the finances. But what if the finances ran dry and then we didn't have no other savings account? Okay, well, I have this over here. But you won't go tell me about it because that's, that's for you when you want to. That's why I said I don't agree with keeping it a secret, but I do feel like everyone involved should always have their own accounts. We have one, to, we have a joint account together, and then we both have our own separate accounts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like a, I don't need to know how much in it. Just be like, shit, I got my own shit going on over here. You need to get your own shit going on over there, and we got our own shit together. They can have, they can have, this was my argument too. Um, She married someone that she, Pretty much, she knew that he wasn't good with finances. So, as a man, that's something you should be good with when you're trying to take care of family. So, yeah, it's why... not always some, a strong suit for some people. It's not always a strong suit for some people, and that don't mean that you're terrible, like that you got a gambling problem or something. It just means that you might not be as good at saving or be as disciplined as needed to be to be a family guy. But that don't automatically. This is where women, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, we bend things because men aren't perfect, but we're okay with that. It's like I know you're not perfect, but I'm a I'm pretty okay in that department, so I don't mind taking over that. And that obviously what they were agreement was he he never saw it as his money; it was our money, and I was in charge of the finances. So that works for them. It's nothing wrong with that. Men are not. We say this all the time. What do we say all the time? Be nobody's gonna come into a relationship a hundred percent. It's impossible. There's no, you're never going to get 100% out of what you, what you need out of a person. But I'm not going to automatically disqualify you because you're not that great with finances. Yeah. Because well, I, I might be. So that's not going to be a problem in our relationship because I'm good at it. Come on, Dr. Reeves. Come on. <laughs> hey, man. Look, I tell you, for me personally, I, I hear what Ken had to say, but I'm not saying like, that you should be preparing for a relationship to end. I mean, I, I think that if you took that same energy that you were saving paper in the relationship and put it towards making a relationship work, then I, I think that you wouldn't have to do that. But I say this all the time. I think dudes love harder than women. And, you know, people be like, oh, nah, ain't no way, ain't no way. And I think that because a lot of dudes go into situations understanding that it may not be the best situation, but they're at least willing to try to make it work. But um, for the most part, when you talk to women, and I'm, I'm not blaming y'all for this because y'all kind of programmed to get the best situation out of everything because that's that's how y'all operate. You know, y'all want to have the best of what y'all need to survive. Um, but I will say it is kind of bogus to hide, um, you know, a stash of money from your significant other in the event that, something happens now if you had in the stash of money i guess just like saving up to benefit the relationship yeah that's cool that's one thing but if you're doing it just to say you know just in case he leaves you that's kind of like i mean are you preparing for him to leave you this y'all prepare all the time that's why men have prenups women are y'all crazy women have prenups hey so so let's let's talk about it from a standpoint of neither party has nothing so let's take the whole prenup shit out of it Let's say neither y'all got nothing, both of y'all broke. You know what I'm saying? And the man doing everything that he's supposed to be doing and, you know, this, that, and the third, and you're stashing money to decide to prepare if he's going to leave you. 
That's, I don't feel like that that's wrong. Saying. That's human nature. That is human nature. I feel like any person, you can't, like, we got to be completely 100% honest about mm-hmm. us as humans. No human is absolutely a thousand percent engulfed into something. We are selfish by nature because at the end of the day, humans have to take care of themselves. We have to make sure we eat. Got to make sure we we use the bathroom. Got to make sure you're clean. Got to make sure of all of these things. The only other thing that like moms do is we take care of our offspring. But anything else outside of that typically is outside of our nature just as being mammals. So with that being said, to say that humans are not selfish, yes, we are. Every single human, a man, woman, girl, boy, whatever you want to say, we are. I don't think there's any person that's a thousand percent taking the risk, especially in this type of fucking economy where you're just sitting here like, okay, we about to do this. All right, great. Here's all of my money all into this joint account and shit. If we break up tomorrow, then that's just it. Well, let me ask you this. Um, when you start something, uh, when you start something from the beginning, do you start preparing for the end as well at the same time? When you think that your job is about to come to an end, do you not find another one? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that that's the beginning. So I'm talking about it at the but beginning. you always prep. When you're on, even when you're on the job, don't you always update your resume just in case you may have to use it? If you don't, that's foolish. You should always keep your resume up to date. You never know when you might have to do it. And and again, is what I'm saying is that it might not even be her that chooses to leave the relationship. He could leave her. And then when he leave her, that's not her choice, but she ain't got no choice but to deal with it. And now she ass out. I mean, I'm just saying like statistically showing that men don't leave most relationships. I'm not talking about statistics. I'm talking about reality. It could happen. Well, yeah. Whether it's a 1%, 2%, 0.5%. You could get struck by lightning today. It could happen. But I'm just saying the chances of it are kind of slim. So I guess the point that I'm trying to prove is if you start preparing for the end at the beginning, do you really appreciate the relationship? You appreciate them because it doesn't have anything to do with you. I got another question. And also, if you marry somebody, do you not think that that person will set you up financially for the future? And if so, then maybe you shouldn't have married that person. My point is that. No, it's not even that. Again, Y'all act like we have control over other humans. The only thing I can control is myself. We could be happy in love and melting our lives away today. Mm-hmm. And somebody could wake up and feel totally different tomorrow. Y'all have seen it. We have to live in reality and not in fairy tale land. I don't think it's smart for anybody to not be prepared for the inevitable. That's like not having like a stash in your safe just in case like the world goes to shit or something and you got to just pack up and move or something. You don't think that that's going to happen, but you're always going to be prepared in case something happens. I, I don't think that's any different for an individual in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or not. No person, it it's a reality. I don't think it's bad for any person to have money to the side just in case something does happen. Same thing, again, this is why men get prenups. They don't want nobody to be able to take all their money and they going to have their money to the side. So if I'm giving you all, the, if you are the only person that works in this relationship and you decide to leave me today and I signed a prenup that gives me nothing, and I'm saying gives me nothing because most prenups give you something, but it ain't probably nothing to sustain the lifestyle you had. Right. Now, I'm the only one losing in the situation because I didn't have my own back in the end. I had to rely on you. I feel like 
that that should that has to like change in society you cannot keep just leaning on one person yes you're supposed to in fairy tale land you're supposed to lean on your husband and he's supposed to be the only one you ever depend on and all of these great things but we have seen time and time again that creates pressure which puts pressure on relationships which means relationships nine times out of ten do not end up work because of the pressure so with that being said always have your own back you never know what can happen. Hey, let me ask you this. You never know. Let me pick your brain about this because I kind of want to see if this this is um you know gonna chime in, in anybody's head. So the the wife has a secret stash of money. So now let's say the husband falls on hard times and he needs it. Do she share it with him or do she keep that to us? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said in the group chat. I said because if she's in charge of the finances. And she don't see that he's saving and like, hey, they spending money on bills and stuff. She might feel like, okay, it's not only for if something does happen to me. I mean, happen like in our relationship. It's in case we fall on hard times and okay, hey, we got a stash to lean back on. Y'all, did y'all ever watch uh, Jump in the Broom? Hey, so real quick, let me let me let me say this. Then I think that when you contextualize and say that the money is for just in case the relationship doesn't pan out, then that does make it seem like. Okay, she's planning for the demise of a marriage or a partnership. Did you ever watch yeah. Jump in the Broom? No, I've never ever watched this movie. I don't. Hey, it was Angela Calvin. You watched this movie? I do it. I did, but I don't remember it. Okay, let me refresh y'all. And this is just giving y'all an example. This was a black couple, very well off. They lived on a fucking vineyard somewhere. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But the 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 husband was an investor. He gambled their whole life savings. Her family was the one with the money. And they had, she got rich because she was rich. And she stopped working and she made him feel very empowered. He's brought in all the money with his investment firm and all of these things until he gambled their whole life away. And then when he went to tell her that they lost everything, she kind of just gave this like shrug and he said, you don't seem so upset. She said, well, I have a rainy day fund. And he was like, really? How much? And she was like, enough to carry us for the next couple years. And he was relieved. He didn't feel like, well, why did you not tell me about it? And why did you hold that from me? We have no trust in the relationship. He was relieved. She had a rainy day fund. Yeah, I get that. The is that sometimes you do have to keep that shit secret. For example, he was not good with finances. She was in charge of finances. If you know we got a stash somewhere, you're going to try to convince me to use the stash for something. We cannot touch this. You don't even need to know that this exists because we may need it. But I, mean, I get that part. Like that's fine. But when when you when you spin that scenario, say, "Oh, this money is for when you know I may get divorced or I may get left." Then Who cares what it's for. It could be used for when I leave. It could be used for when I'm here. It could be used for our kids. It could be used for whatever fucking reason. The fact of the matter is, it's there. So what difference do it make? I mean, the difference makes a, a, a hell of a lot of sense if if she's planning on. The shit failing, like I, I'm confused about that part. Now, if you like, hey, I'm just saving money so we could get ahead. This, that, and the third, blah, blah. Knock yourself out. But if you like, yo, I'm saving money just in case this man up and leave me. One girl, day. It's a play on words because I could lie to you and tell you that it's just here, just in case a rainy day. 
I mean, what's the, the point? back of my head? It could really be just in case we decide to split. I need some bread to the side. Is so, it gonna make you feel better if I lie to you and tell you that it's for something else? I mean, from what it sounds like, y'all not gonna say anything about it. We're not. But, that's the point because you're never gonna know. That's what my thing is when we go through a divorce. Um, so you ain't gonna bring them funds up. You know what I'm saying? We go They're through mine. They don't belong to you, Dick. How they're not, how they, how they're not ours? You know, first of all, still gotta pay alimony if you got money stashed to the side. You got money so stashed. This is the thing, y'all know. I believe in equal equality, but y'all don't believe in equality. So I tell I people all the time, I believe in men getting prenups. If you feel like the woman is after you for money, then you need to set aside. This is how much money you get if we divorce, because men are supposed to sustain women's lifestyles and all that type of shit. Because you know that's called being a man, and they supposed to stay home from work. That's what y'all signed up for, because those are the type of women that y'all want. So with Thanks. that. Comes alimony and whatever the fuck else. That's why it's cheaper to keep her. Y'all know this, that phrase. This, what I got. Hey, this comes straight from the porch, right, Kiana? I'm just whatever, saying. Whatever. Hey, so whatever she had in stash before they got married, they're hers. But whatever she stashed during the marriage, it belonged to the marriage. Uh, my question is this, though. My question is this: If he didn't know what she was posting, what the fuck was she posting online to get some money? Was she, she post on- content? I mean, you can get, you can make money off content, but he, he didn't know. So is she this bitch doing OnlyFans? So what she doing? No, I mean again, you don't just because if I post a status on Facebook <laughs> right now, I could get paid off of it. It's not gonna tell you I'm getting paid off of it, and I didn't say nothing raunchy. It just got a lot of likes. I mean, we live in a world that you could get paid off of posting a middle finger emoji if you want to. I mean, if people interact with it, you could get paid from it. I got. But, I, I mean, I he got wouldn't paid. know that unless I said, "Hey, I'm getting monetized on Facebook." Ah, look. Yeah, I got paid for posting that picture of Kevin kiss, kissing the dolphin. Man, fuck. You know, good content. <laughs> Viral. The, and I ain't kissed the dolphin. It kissed me. Goofy. <laughs> wow. Did you really kiss a dolphin? Was they mouthfishy? You ain't see the... You ain't see the uh, I did see it, but I just thought that it was fake. I thought it was just very, very close. Did you peck it? You pecked it. No, that motherfucker pecked me. You ain't see how, how I was trying to move my head back? No. Yeah, was it mouthfishy? Let me say something. That dolphin, I, I ain't I let it kiss my chin. Like that dolphin's strong as fuck. Like oh I'm yeah, dolphins are strong. They can carry whole grown ass men through the water. I saw yeah, you didn't see the I didn't put the part on there when uh him and Kevin went up on the water. I, I ain't want to put it in there. Y'all went underwater? <laughs> Listen, you can swim with the dolphins. You swam with the dolphins. Yes. Was it a fishy experience? No. <laughs> so you the best like little mermaid? Did I feel like <laughs> you didn't feel like the little mermaid. Yeah, no, I felt like I was uh, on D back. There's a whole new world. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Cow was swimming with the dolphins. Best experience of my life, no cap. You know what's crazy is they have a, a a dolphin experience out here at the Indianapolis Zoo where you could pay two hundred fifty dollars to swim with the dolphin. But ain't no way. Two hundred fifty dollars? Hell nah. That's what I said. <laughs> I mean, but you get like the whole experience. You get to get in the dolphin tank and like feed them and learn how to do a routine with them and some other stuff. I feel like that's worth the experience. It's like a three hour experience. Let me tell you something. You can go fly, get a flight, get food out, Bahamas. Get them wild dolphins because dolphins are smart as fuck. First of all, the flight is... gonna be about three hundred dollars anyway, so I'm still spending more if I just don't if I go down the street. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, I go right there to the goddamn dolphin exhibit and go <laughs> kill you with their ass over there. Fifty. Yeah, it. I mean, I don't feel like that's bad for three hours, and you get to train a damn dolphin. Like, yeah, I shit, I'm gonna pay for that for Aiden when he turns seven. Why are you playing? 
Yeah, you basically, but look, you how how old is he now? Six. Six. So you got twelve months to save. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Is you? Do I sound broke to you? Well, you know, Keanu, the good. You don't sound broke to me. Hey, oh, the good thing, Keanu, Hey, yeah, the good yeah. thing, Keanu, You know a dolphin, so you ain't gonna spend all that much money. Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, D. He said you was the dolphin. He was riding on the back of. <laughs> you riding me at all. <laughs> yeah, I got him. <laughs> but no, I I do feel like um. I just be wanting stuff to not necessarily be equal, but I don't ever want no man or woman to feel taken advantage of, regardless. I hate when men feel taken advantage of when it comes to their finances because men be trying to stick to the whole, like, you know, be a provider thing, and some women really be using and abusing that. And I don't want women to feel uh, insecure financially because they just feel like men, men's attention spans are so short now. So it's like, you want me to drop my whole life and have no skill besides sitting at home being a mom and then if you leave me one day I'm left with nothing. I, I got one thing I want to ask you though, Kim. So mm-hmm. so they we get a divorce and I did have money. I had money saved up and you got this you got the stash that you have saved. Mm-hmm. So are you entitled to the money that I had saved as a man, so, you know, yeah, as me the man running the household, etc. Do you feel like you're entitled to any of that money? I feel like legally what'll end up happening is that they'll uh put into account all bank accounts. You can't hide bank accounts from lawyers and judges and shit. So I just said that about her bank account. You were like, no, hey, no, no, no. I know I said that I said no, that's gonna be included, but will he get anything from it? Probably not. Because we're talking about earning potential here. So nine times out of ten he makes more money than her. So they not looking at what she makes, which is probably a fraction of what she saved up as okay, they probably gonna take away from what she would get. But I don't think it's going to be split between him because most of the time men don't get alimony unless the woman makes a lot more. So we're talking about celebrities. Y'all remember Mary J. Blige had to pay her husband alimony? Yeah, he because he didn't make he didn't make no money. He had no job. Is that okay? Like if if a dude is stashing money, if the lady is a breadwinner, I just want to make sure like Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody should protect themselves. If you got a side hustle and she's the, the breadwinner and you just kind of just stay at home dad and you feel like, yeah, this shit might not work. I need to probably put take some twigs and put it in another nest somewhere. I feel like protect yourself at all times. Don't do it vindictively, but I will understand like, hey, you have your own savings account. Whatever you choose to do with it is what you choose to do with it. Whether you're just saving it for a rainy day or you're saving it in case we don't work out. That's realistic to me. Because I don't want you to be ass yeah. out, and I also don't want to have to pay for you to be okay after we split. So, yeah, you help yourself. I just feel like any grown ass man shouldn't be asking a woman for nothing. No. Nah. Yeah, these yeah, niggas yeah. is different. These niggas, I want y'all to realize these niggas is different. I mean, bro, you got to understand, and I ain't going to get too deep into it, but job potentials have increased. Um, for who? Inflation has increased and wages have not increased. The wages are still the same. And I'm not making excuses or nothing for nobody, but um, I've had a, a couple of my friends, you know, talk to me about shit they're going through, unable to find a job, car likely to get repossessed, shit like that. It is harder now than ever, even for two people to take care of a household. Um, oh, definitely. You know, and I think that when you start to say like, oh yeah, you know, me and them got their shit together, this, that, and the third, they can't be effective leaders, but I mean... I didn't say that today. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. Well, funny, that's funny that you said today, 
But I'm just saying, like, in, in general, when we had these discussions and things like that, it's like, yo, as a man, mm-hmm. I can't control the price of gas. I can't control the price of, you know, food. I, I can't control some of those things. So, yeah, I can make money and stash it to the side. But if prices go up faster, then I can stash money within there. That, uh, And then, two, it's just like, yo, if you're making money all day, most of the time it takes a significant amount of hours to make a decent amount of money. So you start to neglect things. And once you start to neglect things, it's like, okay, well, you wasn't paying enough time and attention to your family and shit like that. It's it's difficult. It's more difficult being a man than a lot of people believe, especially when you're providing for a family and shit like that, everything in between. Um, but I, I, re- realistically, a lot of dudes won't have the means. A lot of dudes don't have the means to take care of a family by themselves, let alone take care of a family with uh, another person, like a spouse or a significant other. It's difficult out here. No, nope. But that's why I feel like people have to stop living in these fake, I won't call them fake, but they're very outdated goals or very outdated ideas of what relationship looks like because things should change with the time. So back then it was feasible for dad to take care of the whole household because like we gonna we just gonna go back as early as like you remember when mill men in the 219 was a thing. If your daddy worked in the mill, y'all was looked at as like y'all had money. Now niggas that work in the mill they they look like they making just regular money because right. they have not gotten enough raises to make it look like they make more than what the average person make now. So what I'm saying is, is that instead of looking at it like you got to go into a situation carrying everything on your own, you should probably go into the situation like looking for a partner instead of looking for somebody to take care of. And that's why I've had that conversation with a lot of my guy friends like, Y'all be y'all gonna kill yourself trying to take care of a whole trying to take care of a whole woman, take care of yourself, take care of all these kids when you probably just need a partner. And most women are okay with being a partner. I think that most women get wrapped up in uh more than just like basic essentials, shit like that. It's like yo, having a space to live in, a car to drive, food to eat, that's not really um good enough. And I tell you this why, because I know some dudes mattress on the floor, no furniture in their apartment, no food in the refrigerator because they can survive off the bare minimum. A lot of time women can't do that. And I think that kind of leads more so to our consumerism culture because uh, women spend more money than men do easily. But when, when you're talking about a partnership in the case that we got kids in the household, like not having no food in the refrigerator is not an option. Oh, I mean, so I can get that, but take the kids out of it. Let's just say it's it's a couple. Even if it's just kids. you and I, at some point, we have to want again. We only get this one life to live, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a firm believer in help me help you. So if if you are using all of your money to pay all of your bills, and we live in paycheck to paycheck because I'm you don't want me to work, I'm just sitting at home. It's like we don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. I could go get a job. We could work. Like it, it is really just about what works best for you, for y'all to live the type of life that y'all want to live. And I'm not talking about living way beyond y'all means where y'all going to buy a designer and doing all this other extra stuff. But if y'all can't afford to even have date night once a month because y'all living that paycheck to paycheck because he's the only one working and his job don't make enough for y'all, y'all even bare necessities. That's an issue. 
And as you as a woman, if you don't see that that's an issue, there's something wrong with the picture. Because how do y'all plan on expanding y'all family when he's already working paycheck to paycheck? Living paycheck to paycheck is not going to work. So something's going to have to change. Whether that's you sacrificing time down and going to school. Huh? But if a man is um, I'm saying if a man taking care of his household and ain't living paycheck to paycheck, what's mm -hmm. the problem? What's the problem with a woman sitting at home chill? Nothing. I mean, if that, like I said, y'all know I'm a firm believer, and if if it works for y'all, if it works for y'all, because even I've seen women that they started off at home and then the economy changed and they had to go back to work, or they had to go to work because it just made it just made a little bit better. Even if it was a part time job, just adding like an extra five or six hundred dollars to their household, that was a difference. So I don't feel like it's anything wrong with doing what works for y'all. But I'm not going to model my life after the next person because the person I'm dealing with may not even fit what what their dynamic looks like. So you got to know the person that you're with. Examine y'all situation with full transparency, not with how y'all want it to look or how y'all think this should look or this time my mama and daddy did it examine it for the person that you actually dealing with and what works best for y'all mm -hmm. and that's i feel like you'll get the best result then but you can't go into it like well i want my girl not to work because my mama didn't work i ain't want my girl to work because my mama didn't work you see it's different for me i see my mama work my mama still work yeah. i can't be with a woman if she don't work i just feel like hey if that works for you that works for you but like I'm saying, but my thing is the hiding the money point that we was on. But um, hide money. I feel like if you're in a relationship, it should be on open up. You know what I'm saying? Um, I get it having money for a rainy day. But me personally, being with a person that can't handle finance, I don't feel like you need to be in a relationship because you plan to. Have, I'm saying you in a relationship, and if we're supposed to be me and you, and you can't handle your finance, that's your issue within itself. Why are we leaving the boyfriend girlfriend stage? Forget that. Why are we leaving the dating stage? Because I'm saying I had to know. Hey, look, if you didn't have money between pay periods, that's a problem. Right. You know what I'm saying, and, and, if, and if you got it, and if, if you got a job, and if you got a job that you're not making enough, but you can make can't make it to the next pay period, or you don't have extra money over, you may need looking to find another job. D. Yeah. Do Do your husband know you got a secret account? <laughs> oh boy, we hey man, we might as well go and wrap up for y'all. Yeah, wrap up on that. Don't go to a new platform. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, um, another great episode, like always. Uh, if y'all want to reach out to us, you can always catch us at um D E E S T A R K S S H O W at gmail.com. That's D Stark Show at gmail.com uh, send us a listener letter send us some feedback whatever you uh, want to send us send it to us you know we'll take a look at it um, always great conversations uh, on the show and it, it's interesting because um, what I've been starting to do is like take mental notes or write things down after I call so I can ask follow up questions when something similar pops up so I can do like a gotcha ass moment <laughs> he's talking he's trying to call me out y'all and i don't oh, be liking it's, that it's, it's, i don't be liking that because jordan be really wanting to fight for real real life and that's cool nah but i just be trying to make people think about you know some of the stuff they say uh a lot of stuff benefits the party at hand you know a lot of stuff i say may benefit me and a lot of stuff you say may benefit women 
And I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. The collective of the both genders is, is what you want um, at the end of the day. So, I mean, we still love it, each it other at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I ain't beefing with nobody. I just turned a year older. And um, I, I'm, happy belated birthday to Jordan, guys, by the way. Appreciate that. He's officially 50. Yeah. <laughs> and looking good, guys. But I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to argue with people no more. I like you won, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really old age kicking in. I don't have it in me no more. It's just like you got it, you won. I'm I'm wrong, you right because it it don't even it don't even matter no more. I think well, like I said earlier about the police and killing people and you not thinking you safe or you not actually being safe. We getting a a real dangerous time financially, economically, um, <laughs> morally, with this only fan shit running around everywhere. Um, I kind of want to see where this goes. It's like a bad movie, but it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan, <laughs> for leaving us on that note. <laughs> so, um, but we're gonna keep producing shows, making content to the end, baby. baby. Another episode of the D Stock Show. Yeah, All right, we know. out. We out.